Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church of Imperial Valley. We would love to help you plan your visit, so we encourage you to visit our website at www.cccciv.org for service times and our events calendar. Or get the app. You'll find the Christ Community Church IV mobile app in your app store for Apple or Android devices. The very first verse in the Bible, very first chapter, very first book of the Bible, Genesis, very first words out of the Bible in Genesis 1.1, says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And as you go through Genesis chapter 1 and you begin to read about God's creative acts in six days. He ends chapter 1 with this verse, Genesis 1.31, Then God saw everything that He had made, and indeed it was very good. So the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Everything the Lord God had made indeed was very good. By Genesis chapter 3, Man decided to act independently of God. Man and women were, were the pinnacle of God's creation. They were the crown of creation. They were the ones made in the image of God. They were the ones that would bear the image in this world. And God told them to have dominion. He told them to have rulership over the world, over His creation. As long as they were under the authority of God, as long as they were following God's law, that things would go good. The Lord would be with them. His presence would be with them. But in chapter 3, we see a tragedy. We see where Eve eats of the forbidden fruit. We see where Adam eats of the forbidden fruit. And they act independently of God. Where God said, don't eat of the fruit of that tree. And they end up eating anyway. They decide that God's Word no longer mattered at that point. They bought into the deception of Satan. Satan twisted God's Word. They acted independently. By chapter 4, you have the first murder. And then all through the Bible as you read, you see sin progressing. You see evil progressing. Even though God made a promise, and even though He said He was going to rectify the sin problem by sending a Savior, that promise is in Genesis 3 where sin first occurred. That's where the promise was first given. That even though all that was going to take place, man was going to still be bent on doing their own thing. We had a tragedy in San Bernardino. I mean, just this last week, I was blown away. I thought, wow, that's really close to home where 14 people at an office party were just killed in cold blood. Innocent people. And legislators say the problem is gun control. They say we need to control and get a handle on gun permits and the gun uses. And and listen to me, friends, that's man trying to fix a problem that only God can fix. The problem is not gun control, it is heart control. 
And God has always changed the hearts of evil men. I can give you countless testimonies this morning of people that were evil people, but God gave them a new heart as he promised what Jesus referred to as being born again. And that is the problem. That is the problem. The men and women with power will continue to try and solve the world's problems on their own apart from God, continuing to try and do the best that they can and try and blame different things, whether it's psychology, whether it's gun control, or whatever it may be. Whatever it may be, there's always an excuse. Just like in the garden in chapter 3, just like at the first sin, you know, God confronts Adam and Adam says, look, it's that woman you gave me. Now I realize that's a legitimate excuse. (laughs) I'm kidding. Man couldn't even take responsibility at the fall. And that's the problem with society today. Men are failing to take responsibility for their own actions. And so man's going to continue to try and fix the world's problems. They're going to try and usher in in a utopia-type environment, a world where evil is banished, a world where the economy is always going to flourish, a world where men and women can live in happiness and peace. And all as history progresses, you're going to see evil progress. You're going to see sin progress. And that's what leads us really to the book of Revelation. And the trumpet judgments here in chapter 8 and 9, this is God's response to a world that's decided to live outside of Him. He has no choice. Man continues to make a mess of things. They continue to fail to bow to His authority, and they continue to live a life that's outside of Him, a life that He never intended for people to live. The world was indeed good. Everything that God made indeed was good. And I see in the book of Revelation where God is unleashing these judgments on the world. And I think that God's heart has to be pained. It's got to be pained. I mean, even the Bible says in Ezekiel that he takes no pleasure when the wicked perish. And he desires everyone to come to repentance and to come and live the life that he's always desired for people. But history is going to continue to roll with men and women rejecting that offer. With men and women continuing to say, I don't need God. I don't need the Lord. Meanwhile, our children are going to hell in a handbasket. Meanwhile, our lives are getting messier and messier and messier. And people still say, no, I don't need God in my life. And so divorce becomes the normal, the new normal. Kids from broken homes become the new normal. And we kind of get used to that. And we continue to say we don't need God. We don't need the Lord. Men and women will continue to live evil lives, sinful lives, outside of God's Word, outside of God's law, and God's righteousness and holiness demand that judgment come. And here we are in this age of grace, this age of grace where God is extending His love to so many people and people continue to reject that. The judgments of God here in the book of Revelation began in chapter 6. The first six seals were opened. There was an interlude where we saw in chapter 7 where many 
got saved during the tribulation period where John is asked, who are these who are arrayed in white robes, who are wearing palm branches? And John says, you know, and he says, these are those, the elder says, that come out of the great tribulation. And so at the same time, judgment is being poured out. And at the same time, God's wrath is being poured out on a Christ-rejecting world. We see God in his grace and his mercy continuing to call people. And so here in in chapter 8, the seventh seal is opened after that interlude. It's almost like John was, as he's given this vision, he is caught up and the horrors of the first six seals are are being opened. It's almost like God gave him a break. Wait a minute, John, I'm going to show you. There is hope in the midst of everything that's going bad. And here it is. People are going to come to saving faith. Their robes are going to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And now the story continues with the seventh seal being opened and out of the seventh seal is going to come the seven trumpets. And there's silence in heaven for 30 minutes. Before the first seal is opened, before the trumpet judgments are given, there's silence in heaven for 30 minutes. That had to be uncomfortable. I mean, Netanyahu, when he was speaking at the United Nations, his last visit there, he said, we're 70 years past the Holocaust where 6 million Jews were murdered. And now the the leader of Iran wants to wipe Israel off the face of the planet. They want to wipe out every Jew. And the response we get from this body, the United Nations, is silence. And then he went silent. I watched this. For 45 seconds, he looked out. And I was melting. I'm thinking, wow, if I was in there, sitting in the United Nations and watching this go on, it was just so uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable, that that silence, and you couldn't hear anything. But here we have 30 minutes of silence in heaven because nothing else can be said. Nothing else can be said. The awe and the judgments that are going to come that you see beginning in in chapter 8 are startling. They're startling as we begin to look at these judgments. The world has never seen anything like this, but this is what the world has come to. There's nothing else that could be said. Judgment is coming. And this is a time of solemn awe before they're unleashed. The first trumpets, trumpets one through four, are a judgment on creation. They're a judgment on creation, trumpets one through four that you see in chapter eight. In Romans chapter eight, verse 22, it says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Sin is having such a dramatic effect on creation. And, and Romans tells us that creation is even groaning this time. Earthquakes and tsunamis and hurricanes and and mass fires and all of this going on in the world. All of creation is growing, groaning. They're groaning until this moment, until judgment is released. And so trumpet number one is judgment on the land. And so John, 
He sees this hail and blood that is mingled together and it's, it's being thrown to the earth and a third of the trees were burned up and all green grass was burned. And, and people have said that this is probably a nuclear attack, that this could come from a nuclear attack. And I don't know if that's true or not, but they say that in a nuclear detonation, humidity in the air is instantly compressed into water and driven straight up into the freezing temperatures of the upper stratosphere. It then instantly freezes and falls back to the earth in giant chunks of ice. That's what people, scholars have said. And this could account for the fire and the blood mingled together. And as you're reading these judgments, you're thinking, man, this sounds a lot like Exodus when God began to bring judgment on Egypt. Egypt is a picture of the world. Pharaoh is a type of Satan. And so we see the blood that's here. We see the hail. We're going to see where the waters are poisoned. We're going to see where locusts are cut loose. We're going to see where the sun is darkened. And this was all going on in Egypt when God was delivering his people through a series of judgments. And that's why they're referred to as plagues. Egypt is a microcosm of what's going on here in Revelation chapter 8 and 9. So trumpet number one is devastation to the land. God is going to judge the land and a third of the trees, a third of the green grass, it's all going to burn up. Trumpet number two is a judgment on the sea, a judgment on the sea. John sees this great mountain burning with fire and it was thrown into the sea and a third of the sea became blood. Some say it's a meteor. Some say that this is a nuclear attack because in verse 9 it says a third of the living creatures in the sea died and a third of the ships were destroyed. And so their assumption is that a military campaign began where aircraft carriers and, and battleships started to gather as the world begins to continue to unravel that it's going to lead to more war and wars, even as God is bringing judgment and turns man over to their own passions, they're going to strive for more power and we're going to see where men are going to try and conquer lands like Napoleon, like Alexander the Great, like Nebuchadnezzar in the past. And there's going to be this battle of superpowers. And so people believe that, that this could possibly be a gathering of military ships and a nuclear strike took place. And that's why a third of the sea creatures are dead. Trumpet number three is the waters. The third angel sounded and a great star from heaven burning like a torch and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water and the name of the star is Wormwood. Wormwood, this is the only time it's used in the New Testament and it was used of a bitter substance that comes from a root and it could cause death. And this further is why people believe that maybe this is a nuclear attack. Maybe this is nuclear warfare taking place because you've got now poisoning of the waters, which they say is radioactive fallout. It's radiation polluting the waters, the drinking waters, and, and now nobody can drink them. When they drink them, they're going to die. And I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is, what's going on here. I just know that judgment is taking place, that this fourth trumpet that goes on, God now moves from the earth to the heavens. As you read in Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth, and now he's going to judge the heavens. So we see, and I looked, and the sun was struck, a third of the moon and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. 
The third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. And so now God's judging the heavens. Everything that he created that you and I take for granted, that you and I always assume is going to be there. When we wake up in the day, we assume that the sun is going to be shining. When the sun goes down at night, we assume that the stars are going to be there. And some believe that this is actually clouds that are ascending into heaven from the nuclear strikes. That if you've ever seen a mushroom cloud go up from a missile or a bomb, imagine a nuclear weapon that would shoot up these mushroom clouds. Remember when Mount St. Helens blew, it covered the entire area with ash and the sun went dark and everybody in miles and miles of radius from Mount St. Helens, it was like here it is in the middle of the day and it was absolutely dark out. And I don't know. I don't know. I do believe that it can be a nuclear attack. They say that man has never created a weapon that he hasn't used. They say that man will always create weapons, and if they create those weapons, they're going to use them. And we now see where third world countries are striving harder than ever to rogue countries to get a nuclear warhead. And this very well can be. I don't know. But I don't think that's what We're called to see in all of this, to try and figure this out. What I believe the lesson here is to trust in the Creator, not in creation. We're not to trust in the created things, even the things that we take for granted. And we're seeing this worship more and more of created things. We're seeing environmentalists that will try and preserve the environment over the sake of danger to humanity. And and that's been man's tendency ever since the beginning. They've always began to worship created things. Creation is supposed to point to the creator. That's what the Bible tells us. Even the psalmist said, the heavens declare the glory of God. And God's creation is seen everywhere. But Romans 1 tells us that they quit worshiping the creator and they begin to worship created things. Global warming. I mean, terrorists attacked in France and in Paris, and all we can do is have global warming summits is that, if that's our greatest threat to mankind. And I'm, I don't know all about global warming, but I do know this. I think they're more bent on trying to take care of the environment than they are dealing with the real issues that we're facing today. But that's what happens when you begin to worship created things, when you begin to worship yourself, when you begin to worship the things that God has blessed us with and the things that he's given to us. Tendency has always been to drift from God, who is the blesser of all things, and we get caught up in all these blessings. And even even we see here towards the end of history that everything that we took for granted is going to be gone. In the end of the book of Revelation, God is going to create a new heavens and a new earth because man has made such a mess of this place. And we put our faith and trust in 
created governments. We put our faith and trust in our careers. We put our faith and trust in all kinds of other things. But God is telling us we need to trust Him. He is the Creator. Do not put stock in the things of this world. They're all temporary. The only one who's, who's eternal is God. The only one who's eternal is God. Now moving into Trumpets 5 and 6 at chapter 9, things speed up. Look at verse 13 of chapter 8. Woe, woe, woe. There's a triple woe there to the inhabitants of the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound and just when you thought things couldn't get any worse, we're now going to see trumpets continue to be, the judgments of God continue to be released, and things are going to get much worse because now God moves from judging creation to now judging mankind. Trumpets five and six are a judgment on mankind, and trumpet five is physical torment. Chapter five is physical torment. In verse 2, it says, He opened the bottomless pit, this angel that was given the key, and smoke arose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given the powers, power of scorpions of the earth have power. And this is amazing because in that passage of Scripture, in these first 12 verses of chapter 9, we're told that men are tormented. For five months, they're tormented. All of a sudden, you have these demons that are released from the bottomless pit. And the Greek is the Greek word abuso. It's used nine times in the New Testament. But seven of those nine times are used here in the book of Revelation. And it's going to be the place where Satan is bound for a thousand years as Jesus rules in his millennial reign. But there's this compartment. It's like maximum security where certain demons are imprisoned. Do you remember in Luke's gospel chapter 8 when Jesus delivers the demonic man and the demons say to Jesus, do not send us to the abuso. Do not send us to the abuso. So Jesus goes ahead and he casts them into some swine and they go into the lake and drown themselves. Demon-possessed pigs drowning themselves in the Sea of Galilee. And they said, don't send us to the Abuso, because in the Abuso, I believe, are the imprisoned spirits of the worst kind. That God has some sort of maximum security where they violated God's natural order, I believe, in Genesis chapter 6 in the days of Noah, because Second Peter alludes to that to these imprisoned spirits. And, and they're imprisoned right now. But during the tribulation period, they're going to be loosed on mankind. And they're going to harm and they're going to torment men that do not know the Lord, that the sealed will be fine, the 144,000 that are sealed. And I believe those who come to Christ during that time will be protected from this torment. But it's going to be so bad so bad that verse 6 says, in those days men will seek death and will not find it. They will desire to die and death will flee from them. There's the lowest suicide rate right there in history of mankind. This is incredible, this judgment that's taking place that 
as they're being unleashed, these demons, that they're tormenting men and, the, and not to the point of death. I mean, we're now facing legislation that says we need to give people assisted suicide because they could no longer bear to live any longer under those painful conditions. But this is going to be so painful during that time that men are going to want to die, all of them, and death is going to flee them. Thanks for tuning in for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. Christ Community Church has campuses in El Centro, Calexico, and Brawley with services in English and in Spanish. Your kids are going to love our kids' church. Plus, we have a lively youth ministry and young adults group. You're welcome to call the church office at 760-337-9400 with your questions. Or leave us a message on the Christ Community Church IV mobile app, the cccivy.org website, or direct message us on social media. We are really looking forward to meeting you. So again, the website is www.cccivy.org or call 760-337-9400 so we can plan your visit.